The readings that we have just heard come from the feast of a Lady of Lords that we honor today. And you know, and how appropriately today is not only the feast of our, our Lady of Lords, but it is also for us as Marians because she is the Immaculate Conception. So therefore we have chosen the readings which are proper for this day, but for all of you who have prepared yourself ahead of time, and especially by reading for Thursday of the fifth week, I just wish to share with you that the Lord God, according to the second uh, account of, of the creation, he speaks today of that unique gift that God gave us, the gift of human life, the gift of Adam and from, from his rib, meaning that, that, that the one who came from is the same as he is, Eve. And the Lord created them. The Lord then built up into a woman the rib that he had taken from the man. When he brought her to the man, the man said, this one at last is bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. This one shall be called woman for out of her man, this one had been taken. And that is a beautiful phrase which has given birth to the whole theology of the human body according to John Paul II. And that is why a man leaves his father and mother and clings to his wife and the two of them become one flesh. The man and his wife were both naked and yet they were felt no, no shame. The beautiful gift of creation, what God has made us for. God who has made us to be man and woman, to be created in his image, but also to be of one nature, to be of one, one uh, communion of love. This is what the Lord has made us. Again, starting tomorrow, we also have chapter three, which is the beginning of, of human sin and what has happened to us. And ever since that sin entered our human family, there's also brokenness, there's also sickness, there's also that which, which we have to embrace as the consequences of the original sin. And yet God would not leave us in that condition. God would not leave us. Right away he promised, the promise the, the, uh, the, that, that he'll send us someone who crushed the head of the serpent, the Proto-Evangelium of the book of Genesis. Yes, God will help us and he will send us a woman, a woman who, who together with the offspring, as they say yes to God, and in this case, that God the Father, you know, as we know Jesus, the word, eternal word of God, said, here I am, I, I, I have come to do your will. And he did the Father's will. And through the, through the gift of our blessed mother who gave him life, we have received from God this new era, era of re recreated humanity, era of redeemed humanity. But as the, the gift of salvation is given to us, it unfolds in each person, in each moment. And the more we draw closer to the Lord, the greater the gifts we receive because it is his gift of redemption that he wishes to share with us. So part of that broken humanity is sickness, which we see all around us. And this is why we see how God in his providential care 
not only has given us the church, not only has given us the sacraments, which are powerful gifts of God that, that his redemptive love, redemptive healing continuously flow, flows into our heart, but we, only, but we also see human beings who are neglecting the life of the sacraments, who do not partake, who do not receive the Eucharist, more and more people. And it's not just now, even in the past as well. And so the Lord, in his, out of his love and mercy for, for us human beings, he, he gave the gift of Our Lady, where she comes and she appears. You know, the, one of the first, first places where we have a recording is the first century within a, you know, 30 years or so of, of Christ dying and rising. He already gave the gift of, of Our Lady to James, the apostle, in, in Saragossa, Spain, where she appeared on a pillar and is known as Our Lady Pilar. This is what we have. And so God, in his love and mercy for human race, he'll always give us the gift of Our Lady. And throughout the history, we see the various apparitions of Our Lady on every continent, in every place, or he gave us the gift of special, uh, extraordinary, miraculous images of Our Lady, whereby people continually receive graces that flow from, from, from the Lord to us, because Jesus, our Lord and our God, who brought the gift of redemptive love. He gave the divinizing love from the Father to us, and he became one of us. And from that moment on, as we see from the Gospel of John, Our Lady is a participant in the unfolding of the mystery of redemption, each one of us unfolding. She's just like in the Gospel today, in the Gospel of John, she's the one who notices the needs and she turns to her son, they have no wine, basically saying, we have to do something. They have no wine. They have this, this, this no wine means the disaster for the newlyweds, those who are, you know, celebrating a wedding. Something went wrong. Too many people showed up, perhaps, as you know, today we have invitations and everything else before the whole village would come or even other people would show up. And, and because they heard that Jesus was there, so they participated and possibly drank, you know, the initial wine. They ran out of wine. And, but we see Our Lady's role. They have no wine. Woman, what is it? What, what is that of concern to me? But, but in a second, because my hour has not come, the hour of public mission, the public ministry, the hour of doing, doing extraordinary, miraculous signs has not yet come. But we see Our Lady already there. And so what does Jesus do? First of all, his mother says to the servants, do whatever he tells you. Already do whatever he tells you. Do his will. Do his will. When you do his will, things will come. When you do his will, extraordinary manifestations of the power of God will be, will be given. So do his will. So whatever he tells you, do it, do it. And then Jesus, we know, filled the jars with water part of nature, part of grace. Water is there. Water is in superabundance. Fill those jars with water, nature and grace, and the words of Jesus. And the words of Jesus that make this make possible this gift of nature turning into grace because it is by the power of God. 
Yes, so they tasted, and his wine, the most delicious wine. And as a matter of fact, the gift that God gave us to human human beings, and you know, I, I, I hate to calculate, but it was almost 180, degree, 180 gallons of, of, um, of wine, 180 gallons of wine. So we can see that people already have been drinking and, you know, somebody says, you know, that the Lord want us to, to enjoy it so much that we'll be tipsy, yes, I probably, yes. But the fact is this, that God has given this gift to us through the request of Our Lady through the request of Our Lady. And as we know, the apparitions that have taken place around the world, it is always Our Lady who's instructing us what we should do to prepare ourselves for grace. Pray, convert, come back to the sacraments, come back to, to the relationship with the Father. And so this is what we have today in a special way on February 11th, 1858 on Thursday, just like today, Thursday, February 11th, 1858, life changed dramatically to a young girl, 14 years old, Bernadette, or as her, she was known, Marie Bernard, and her, but her parents called her Bernadette. It was a cold day, damp day. Her simple search for firewood together with, with, with her friends together with her friends there, and she, she, she hears some form of rustling noise. She doesn't know where it's coming from. She looks around at the river. She looks back, back, and there in that cave, that cave, she, she sees something extraordinary. It's an amazing encounter with our Heavenly Mother, an amazing encounter. Bernadette and her sister, Toinette, and friend were searching for firewood but there she receives something that God has given to her. In this grotto, she says, I saw a lady dressed in white with a blue sash and a yellow rose on each foot, the color of her rosary. Who the lady was, who the lady was became was the subject of not only debate, but as you know, she, the consequences were questioning, doubting, and, 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 and examining her so many times, and even the parish priests uh, he himself was not, did not know what to do. But, you know, we associate Rosary with Our Lady of Fatima, and it is true, and it is true. And yet here we too, we have Our Lady of Lourdes, where does she have Rosary? Where does she, does she stand on roses? Uh, we have, we have the, the, that gift, not only when she comes and she prepares us to receive graces, reminding us of the truth of our faith, but she also instructs us, guides us, to look and meditate on the life of Christ, on the mystery of our salvation, the life of Christ and the life of hers, which is so connected with the mystery of salvation by being the mother of, of the Son of God, but also through her annunciation and through visitation and, and through uh, being raised to the honors uh, of, of, of the heavenly kingdom being in body and soul, being assumed to heaven. She received it all. So what, what is this, the story of Lourdes and the, and the apparitions there on this Thursday, just like today, February 11th, 1858. What is the story? She sees Our Lady. There's altogether 18 apparitions. In one of them, she speaks, it reveals her name. And the name that she reveals 
is that which convinces the priests and ultimately even the bishop convinces by, by when she says to her, I am the Immaculate Conception. I am the Immaculate Conception. Uh, it is the truth that was proclaimed four years earlier, but Bernadette really had no schooling. She was illiterate. She's, she was not someone who would be no, would know anything. And when she's interrogated by the priest and saying, do you know what does that mean? No, because she did not know, she did not understand. And yet for him, it was a sign from God that it is truly Our Lady appeared, that the communications that Bernadette received were actually communications from heaven. And so what we have here is this, we have Our Lady, we hear communication, but what we have also is a special gift. What is this all about? You know, I had the privilege of being there several times in Lourdes, and what is, what is Lourdes all about? Well, first of all, we have an encounter with Our Lady. Not only is that her statue is there, but also as we know, you know, that the instruction that she gave to uh, Bernadette to wash her face in a trickling of water, just a little wet area, which she dug, and eventually there's a flow of water, the spring of water that keeps on flowing, and, and you know, and it flows thousands and thousands of gallons each day thousands of thousands of people who take this water with them as a sign of, of that heavenly gift where there was mud before, you know, earth and mud, all of a sudden the spring opened up and it's still there, wash your face in it. And not only that, wash our whole body, cleanse ourselves for God, cleanse ourselves for his graces, cleanse ourselves for the miraculous powers that are work there for those who believe. Because for those who do not believe, no signs, no words can ever convince them because they reject it outright. And they try to look for, for something, you know, in, in the na by nature. And here we have God who gives us the gift, natural gift, just like that water in, uh, at the uh, Cana of Galilee became wine. So this water is becoming water which has, possesses extraordinary powers of healing. And many of those who believe not only receive some perhaps physical healings, which is not, not exactly always the gifts that God gives, but above all, the spiritual healing. You know, if you're healing uh, of lack of faith, healing of the wounds, which are so part of our human nature, because our, you know, spiritual or emotional wounds are, go, are deeper than the physical one. They're the harder to, they're the hardest to heal. And so, through this gift of, of the healing waters in Bar of, of Lourdes, but not only that, but the development and gift of special grace, which God gives us to us. And so what we have here again is not only Our Lady, who is, who is he, she, she comes to us and, and we are able to encounter her and encounter her gifts that God the Father has given through his son because she continues the mission of salvation together with her son. But what we are invited to do is, first of all, to believe. I watch the people who go there, especially the, the, the thousands upon thousands of those who are in wheelchairs, who are brought by others. It is, it is a, an invitation to believe. Yes, God can do extraordinary things for us. And, and we say through the intercession of Our Lady, may those gifts be given to us, but it's the, through a gift of faith. Secondly, what, what Lourdes is all about is a gift of prayer. 
how many rosaries are being prayed there, how many all kinds of prayers are being given, reflections, you know, the beautiful pilgrimages which that take place each, each evening. We have thousands upon thousands of who walk the journey of praying the rosary, praying the various prayers which are given to us. These are the gifts that Lourdes offers to each person who goes there, a re renewal in faith, invitation by Our Lady, come. Would you, would, would you be able to come closer? Is this type of invitation that Our Lady gave to Bernadette when she was from a distance, would you be so kind as to come? A gentle invitation, not, some, not, not a direct one, but would you be so kind as to come closer? So, so this, you and I will be closer to one another, you know, through this very experience as I manifest to you who I am and manifest and promise the gifts that will flow from this encounter. Now, what is prayer? You know, the prayer, as we know, prayer is a source of everything that we have. Praise is a source of communion, of, 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 of a conversation with the Lord, where the Lord reveals things to us. Prayer is that also communion through Our Lady, because the Lord has given her so many graces for us. She's the mother of the Son, and He listens to her and trusts to her many, many things. But prayer is a source of healing. Prayer is a source of compassion within our own heart. Prayer is a prayer of peace, harmony, and understanding how much we need. And prayer begins within us, this transformation, more and more deeper and deeper, deeper gift that God gives to us. But we live in a world in which we see today, you know, it's, it's, it's a difficult world. There's a division, there's a coldness, there's a type of impersonal relationship that we have with one another, accusing, confronting, you know, trying to be mean, to trying to do things which are, which, which are very destructive. It doesn't lead to that harmony. And then here it is, Our Lady wants us to, to go the other route, the route of feeling for one another, forgiving, letting go, because that's the, that's the foundation and basis for, for that which we receive, because there's no other. And so the, uh, the gift of Lourdes, what is it? The gift of Lourdes is, is invitation to enter into deep communion of love, of faith, of trust and hope with our God. It is the invitation to do so through Our Lady who has brought these things for us. It is an invitation also to grow in faith because as we pray the rosary, as we know, we grow in the understanding continuous understanding and reflection and meditation and what God has done for us. So rosary is being so powerful, the, the Lord's waters, how many people receive and, and even receive by mail, these things which are given to us. Uh, this is a beautiful gift, but the finally, I'd like to share with you just a couple of words on, on, um, on what the day of Lord's mean to us when it was established to be a day, world day of, 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 for the sick. And here, Saint Pope Francis last year said something about the powerful gift of the church. Yes, through Our Lady, through, above all, through our Lord, because he's a healer, he's the physician. But one particular in which you, your presence expresses the church's care and concern 
is that of advocacy for the rights of the sick, especially those affected by pathologies requiring special assistance. I would also mention the many efforts made to raise the awareness and encourage prevention, your volunteer work in medical facilities, and that's for all the healthcare workers who work around the world who sacrifice themselves. How many are there right now, nurses and doctors, especially taking care of those who are afflicted with coronavirus, who stretch themselves so much for us? And so your volunteer work and your medical also work as, as professionals, which taking care countless persons who are ill, alone, elderly and frail, mind and body benefit from the services, both in the hospitals, but also through the institutions which the church established to take care of them. I urge you to continue to be a sign of the church's presence in a secularized world. It is a spirit of generosity, especially to inspire Catholic healthcare institutions whether in the more developed or poor areas of the world, since they carry out their activity in light of the gospel. Catholic facilities are called to give an example of self-giving, generosity, and solidarity in response to the mentality of profit at any price, giving for the sake of getting. I urge you, everyone, I urge everyone to promote the culture of generosity and assist those who are in need. And those who are especially in need are the ones who are sick, those who in any way have, have, have whether it's, it's through human brokenness or through events in their life, have become in any way uh, afflicted. So may we today entrust all to Our Lady the, the health of the sick, that she may help us to share the gifts we have received in a spirit of dialogue and mutual acceptance, to live as brothers and sisters, attentive to each other's needs to give from the generous heart and to learn the joy of selfless service to others. And these were the words from Pope Francis. And now as a final conclusion, as you know, this mass is offered for our, my brother, Father Seraphim, uh, a person who um, at this moment is in critical condition. And we offer this mass for the grace of healing. If it is the Father's will, we have confidence in the Lord's will because he, we know that he d asks for us to trust in him, and he always offers to us what is best. We do not doubt. He always wants our best, and so whatever he does, we accept. But also he's asking us with two or three gather in his name. They all be there among them. With two or three gather in his name, I also give the gift that they seek. And so today we ask through the intercession of Our Lady for the grace of healing for Father Seraphim, if it is the Father's will, or whatever the Lord wishes for him, whether, you know, that he may be called quickly into the presence of God. You know, in many ways, what it is is there's the call, as Father Seraphim would say, to, to, to enter the heavenly kingdom is something that, that is always the delight and joy and consolation of all, of all of us. He always would say, I wish to receive the rewards of heaven already. So I wish to go because this is what God provides and gives to us. And, and yet, on the other hand, we as human beings wish to have an, a brother who to continue his work, which he did so much for so many years to promote the message of God's mercy. He did it all his life. And but especially from 1979, which he was called to be, to be a, a, a promoter, to be a, a, someone who in a tangible way gave his life 
for the message of mercy, whether it's the publication of original diary translations or the many, many talks and conferences he gave, the things that he helped others to prepare, the many people who wrote books on, on divine mercy who him directly helped as well. He was someone for us and is for us someone of extraordinary uh, mission, man whom God has given so much so that he may bring forth this, this message of God's mercy into the world. Yes, he is a, as a North American uh, uh, promoter of this message as, also, as well as postulator for her cause. He was able to assist in bringing the two miracles uh, which actually led to the canonization of St. Faustina. So there's so much that he has done, so much that he does, especially for healthcare workers. As you know, that for 16 years, he was very much a participant, gave talks, extraordinary talks to the healthcare people, and the nurses, the doctors. He wanted a witness to the power of God's love that he has, and that we, uh, we witness the men and women who work so hard in the ministry of healthcare that they are truly the instruments of God's love and healing power. They're the ones, they are the extension of Jesus' arms and heart and hands. We give, we give uh, through the words of St. Father Seraphim, a type of, of acknowledgement and, and the great mission and calling that the healthcare professionals receive to be an extension of Jesus' healing ministry. For this he came to heal the body, but above to heal the soul and to prepare us for eternity. The gift of salvation, which is a healing that God gives, is a gift for eternity so that we may share one day the glory of God in heaven. Beautiful gift that God gives us, initiated by his son. And there we will be with him, sharing in the joys of eternal life. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit divinemercyplus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's divinemercyplus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.